Welcome back to the Jack Rabbit Fitness Podcast, coming to you from Swamp Rabbit CrossFit in downtown Greenville, South Carolina, where it's our mission to lengthen and improve the lives of people in the Greenville area by providing the best hour of their day. And uh, joining me today is one of our members, Lindsay. Welcome. Good morning. And uh, she is a, a newbie to the CrossFit world over the last year and has uh, been a member through the pandemic which has been a, a wild ride for everyone. If you're listening to this and uh, you don't know about the pandemic, then you must have just been born this year. So uh, this, uh, this show, we wanna kind of dig into a little bit of her background, what brought her here and uh, what that's been like. So Lindsay, when, uh, where are you from originally? So I'm from um, Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay, not far. Yeah, not far, about three hours north. Yeah. Um, lived there almost my whole life. Went to college in Wilmington, so lived yes. six years at the beach. That's nice. Surfed every morning. Six years at the beach. That that gives me a Tommy Boy reference there. But what uh, what were you doing in college? Uh, so I studied accounting for undergrad and grad. Okay, and then surfed every day. Surfed every day. I'm a little jealous about that. <laughs> I've only tried to surf one time, and it was in Brazil. Oh. And. The waves were way too intense for someone trying to surf for the first time with no guidance. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I ate the bottom a few times and I was like, you know what, there's better ways to spend my time <laughs> while I'm in Brazil than potentially giving myself neck injuries. <laughs> um, so no, that's, that's super cool. I did not know that about yeah. you. Yeah. Um, how often do you surf now? None. None, you never go to the beach? I can't get on a pool. Well, I go to the beach once a week or once a year now. Okay. Um, we do a family vacation, but I can't get on board now. No. Like, just the body, just, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So then as, uh, as you're going through that, like as a kid, were you into sports, yes. into that? So what did you do? So I was a big um, soccer and tennis player. I okay. played soccer until my high school, uh, high school year of co- or high school, sorry, my senior year of high school. Yes. Um, I was going for a college scholarship uh-huh. and blew my first ACL when I was 14, almost 15. Yeah. So the end of um, fall ball, my sophomore year, mm. had it repaired, came back, was playing again, um, I was playing classic and high school. Um, so I transferred high schools after my sophomore year to play for a more competitive high school. Uh, we ended up winning states my uh, junior year. Cool. We were my second ACL. Oh. <laughs> so right Same leg states. or both both knees? Done You've both. done both. Yeah. That's a very common injury for teenage girls playing soccer. Yes. ACLs. Um, lots of lots of reasons, hypotheticals why that might happen. Some of it's just anatomy. Lady, ladies' hips are set a little wider, so the angle that their knees hit the ground is a little different. But um, were you at that time doing any kind of strength and conditioning work to yes. hopefully stave that off? Well, but see, I was doing all the wrong things. So oh. I was strengthening my quad, so it's very strong on the yes. front, very yes. weak on the back. Yeah, so not I had balance. Back, yeah. Yeah. So I, I probably didn't help myself. Okay. Yeah, so that that uh, that also is common because yes. usually when uh, kids come into the weight room in a school environment, they're not super well supervised, they're not super well coached, and we usually like go into the gym and work the muscles you can see. Yep. Right. So it's like want to have strong quads, want to have abs, want to have for the guys more than the girls usually big chest, uh-huh. you know, arms and shoulders, and uh, we don't think about the stuff on the back. That's really what 
gives your body some stability and strength to, to do what you need to do. So yeah, yeah that makes sense. So uh, competitive at soccer, really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then where did tennis take you? So that was just like the fun thing to do where I could just go and do something completely different. Um, I still play or try to play uh -huh. um, occasionally. Cool. I have given up soccer completely. Okay. I, I had another had another ACL scare about eight years ago and decided soccer wasn't where I wanted to be. Uh, but I'll still play tennis occasionally. Okay. Yeah. It's a, a, a little less intensity because you're not reliving the glory days in a sense with that, right? So it's like I know I do the same thing playing basketball where it's like, I haven't played very much basketball in a while, but I played all through high school, and, and then I went to an ACC college, so I wasn't going to be an ACC quality basketball player, so that, that, was, that was off the table. Um, but now, it's like, oh yeah, I can still, whatever, dunk a basketball, do this, do that. It's like, no, it's not a great idea to go back to what I could do in a body that hasn't done that in a long time. Exactly. Yeah, currency is really important on that stuff, so that's, that's, that's cool. Um, then... Uh, got into college, yes. started surfing. Surfing and playing soccer, so I had more. Okay. Um, so I was playing club ball. Okay. I tore my knees a couple more times than oh. in college. So I think by the time I graduated college, I had five knee surgeries. Oof, right? So you're coming in and the, the wheels are not necessarily in alignment and uh, yeah, some, wear, some serious wear and tear. And I had a ton of fun in, in college. So, you know, you go from being super structured and playing soccer three to four, you know, hours yeah. oh, a yeah. day, yeah, yeah. every day just about. Yep. And you go to college and you're like, I have all of this free time. What do I do with it? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Probably not a lot of great decisions. So maybe you got the freshman 15. Oh, uh, yes. And maybe the sophomore 15, yeah, you know, whatever it is, right? Yep. Uh, so that's a that's a common experience when you came from a really structured, disciplined lifestyle. I've, I've got to do everything I can to be the best at this physical sport. And then you're like, you know what? I've put in so much work that for club ball, I mean, you're gonna crush everybody, right? It's not it's not even hard at that point if not every if everybody there, you know, people who are playing to your level are looking for even a small school scholarship to play soccer. Um, so you can just kind of slack off and, and have a good time. Yep. Uh, so fast forward a few years as you're graduating, your master's, yes. you said in accounting, yep. um, you're finishing up yep. and what's life like for you there? So I end up moving back to Greensboro, which is kind of my hometown. Yep. Um, I am traveling 90% of the year. I'm cool. on the road Sunday evening through Friday night, sometimes Saturday morning, yeah. public accounting, living that life. and. Um, of course, you, you have no life outside of work. You're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Yeah. You're eating horrible food. Sure. So all of the habits I picked up in college are just continuing on. Um, yeah. Not working out, not focused on myself, just, yeah, just not happy. <laughs> hashtag grinding, yeah. right? Hustle hard, all yes. that good stuff. Um, which in seasons, right, people can do. But if that becomes the whole lifestyle, if, if your whole life's not oriented to being at the very top of the pyramid and what you're doing, then at some point you gotta go, I gotta step off of this thing. I can't live this way forever, right? And, and it seems like most people hit some kind of ceiling where they go, you know what? This isn't worth it to me. I don't wanna be the best in the world at whatever this is. I wanna have some balance in my life. So when, when that happened for you, what uh, what kind of shape were you in? How did you feel about yourself? Like, what was going on there? I mean, I was not in good shape. I wasn't yeah. feeling good about myself. I mean, nothing is going right. You're struggling uh, at your job because you're miserable because you're traveling. You yeah. don't have any friends at home because you don't have time for friends. I mean, right. you have time to come home, do your laundry, walk back out the door. So yeah. it just wasn't a very healthy lifestyle for me. And I wasn't working out. I wasn't eating right. 
um, you know, wasn't really doing anything. So quit doing that and then... And about how long ago was that? Oh, do we have to go there? Well, you don't have to say ages, <laughs> but just uh, when you said, you know what, it's time for change. 14 years ago, well, okay. 14 years ago was when I decided I didn't want to do all of the traveling. Yes. I will say I muddied around through life probably until about five years ago, okay. figuring out oh, yeah. my career, figuring out my exercise routine. Sure. I still have that mentality of, hey, I'm an I was athlete. an athlete, yes. I was good, yes. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I always ended up would do that and get injured. So okay. there's been more injuries. Yes, yeah, so that's a that's a good point. So let's let's spend a little time with that because that is a common story. The in my experience as a coach over the last I don't know, teens of years, the um, the the people who are most likely to come into the gym and injure themselves are deconditioned former athletes. Because you've got a competitive mindset. My, my brain has not aged like my body has, yes. right? I'm still 20 in my head, no yes. matter what. And then um, you have the drive to get really uncomfortable. Like it's like I can push into the dark places because I've been there so much. That's kind of familiar. It's like if I didn't do that, yeah. did I even really do anything today? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, share, if you don't mind, like one, one or two of those stories, like what were kind of some of the fits and starts along the way as you're trying to get into a, a reliable fitness routine? Yeah, so I started running, which soccer player and running really go well together, right? Yeah, sure, um, sure. So I decided I wanted to do half marathons because, again, I want okay. to push myself. I want to find that Why not real whole marathons? Point. Well, I was going, so that was ultimately my goal. Mm -hmm. Actually, my ultimate goal was a full iron. Because you know oh. why not? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do it, do all yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, and so I did the whole thing. I'm, you know, I'm an athlete. I'm this and that. So I started training. I yep. didn't train smart and ended up. I think at that point I blew my knee again. Oh. So I had uh, just meniscus at that point in time. Got back, was running half marathons. Um, you know, probably not the right equipment. Probably then not the right structure. I was probably putting too many miles on a body that didn't need that sure. many miles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and got into triathlons and blew my hip. So I've uh, now had six knee surgeries. I'm now getting into my hips. Yeah. Um, rehab my hip, come back from it, make the same habits. Just hop back in. I'm good. I don't need to think. I can push. I can push. I yeah, don't, I'm going to go hard. I don't listen to my body and go, yeah. okay, something tweaked. Maybe I need to step back. It's yeah. like, okay, push that to the side and right. keep going. And, and so to be fair, if you are a high-level competitive athlete, everybody plays hurt. Yeah. Right, it, it's like Why something you know? on you hurts. You say, "Suck it up." Winning the game is more important, yes. right? And and it's hard for uh, athletes to move from the purpose of what I'm doing physically is to win something. Yes. So the purpose of what I'm doing physically is health, longevity, feeling great, looking great, like all those things. Those seems those things are kind of secondary <laughs> to the hard athletes. Like I got to win. I'm gonna. Not, I'm not just gonna do an Ironman. I'm gonna win an Ironman. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. My body hurts. That's just part of training. Yes. Yeah. So I have done that multiple years. Um, so start, pick it up, make bad decisions, push through, get injured, have surgery, oh. do it all. Rehab, go back Rehab. to the yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I mean, some of it is mechanics. Some of it's the way my body moves. Some of it's because I had ACL, you know, blown Got out some previous ACL injury, earlier. right? So that's that's the other great predictor is a previous injury yeah. is a good predictor of a future injury, yes. right? Because that's a place that scar tissue, whatever, right? Yeah. We're, we're working through that. So I moved down here about two and a half years ago. And cool. I was 
you know, I, I had to find new groups. I wanted to get involved. Uh-huh. You know, I had my running groups and my, my groups back home. Um, so I had friends that did CrossFit back home. And cool. of course, okay. I'm like, oh, if they can do it, I can, I can do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how I started doing CrossFit. Okay. Um, I came to class, um, it was not a good experience. So I was like, okay, I'm not mentally there. I'm going to push too hard. It was yeah. kind of, I was moving and wasn't, you know, taking care of myself and just, it just wasn't a good class. Okay. So I kind of backed off of it a little bit and then ended up finding out Caitlin doing her morning yes. boot camp. Yeah. So I started doing that because it's just females. I didn't feel the pressure of being the super competitive athlete. Yeah. Um, and then decided I was going to play kickball. Because Ooh. I mean, you know, because why not, player, right? Yeah, yeah. got a boot. Great idea. Gonna send it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and also not realizing, okay, going back to the competitive thing. Oh, I've got a good kick. I'm gonna go as far as I can around the bases, right? Yeah, sure. So uh, I guess about almost two years ago, actually, it is almost two years ago. I was playing kickball and was rounding second and stepped wrong and felt oh, that feeling. No. You know, that just that something's oh, wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I ended up I worked for about three months trying to determine what was wrong. Um, MRI said nothing was wrong. Yeah. Um, the, the ACL test said nothing was wrong. Um, but I was doing the same thing. I had just started back in the gym. Yeah. I wasn't making great decisions. I was doing the whole, I'm going to go after this attack it. I'm going to go play going so hard. And yeah. Try to be a you know, professional athlete. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, is there professional kickball? I, I don't know. On ESPN, the Ocho? Is there? I don't know. Please don't encourage me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I uh, ended up going in for, and I think this for me is where my whole like, mentality has started to change. Yeah. I'd always said if I blew a second ACL in either knee that like my life would change because okay. you're not supposed to blow your ACL multiple times right yeah yeah um so i went in for surgery my my surgeon's super cool he's done all of my knees um good long relationship with him yeah sure a long relationship yeah yeah and and so he took me in um it was meniscus right but he's like hey but by the way i'm seeing a little bit of microfracture tearing like Mm. there might be something there i'm probably not going to do anything maybe if your acl is gone i don't think it is but we'll we'll take you in as an acl just in case okay it came out, I had torn my ACL. Yeah. I had had microfracture. I had a big tear in my microfracture or the cartilage wherever, yeah. like in the pounding joint yeah. Yeah. piece. Yeah. And had meniscus and ended up back on crutches for eight right. weeks non waking. Yeah. Um, and for me, that was like the wake up call that I'm not doing the smart things in my life. Yes. Um, so I was training with Caitlin at that point in time, kind of on the side, mm-hmm. um, which probably ended up being the biggest change for me was the personal training with Caitlin yes. to really work with my PT. So I'm doing half my PT in the gym. I mean, I'm walking into a CrossFit gym on yes. crutches. Yes, that's awesome. So one of the things that I think is super important in the recovery process, and it's not just mine, this is, this is kind of research stuff, is especially for a team sport athlete is staying connected to the tribe yes. right because there's there's nothing worse than saying all right i've got this tweak i've had a major surgery i've yes. got whatever going on i need to take a little break and work around this thing so i'm just going to isolate yeah and good grief 2020 2021 is the worst time to go you know what i'm going to lose my last attachment to people who i don't work with um, and so if, if somebody's in that position, they're a member of a gym, they're a part of a tribe, 
then like totally normalize during the weightlifting today during our class, I want you to do your PT work. Yeah. So we're running normal class. Lindsay's yeah. doing her knee work. Maybe she's on a bike. Maybe she's doing banded work for hips, whatever. And to me, that's the best of both worlds, yeah. right? Because you're staying connected. You're being seen. You've got a little bit of accountability yeah. because if like one in 10 people does all of their physical therapy, I would be shocked. I'm sure that there's good research on that. I haven't read it, but there's just really horrible compliance to people doing their physical therapy work, especially if they start to feel better. Yes. Then it's like, ditch it, I'm okay. good, I'm going crazy. Um, so that's awesome. I feel like that's like the, the perfect way for an athlete who cares and wants to be a part of something to do that kind of thing. So good decision there, for sure. Yes, it was, yes. And I mean, it was nice being around people. And for me, the bigger part was, I was the person that wouldn't modify. You tell me to go do this, this is the exercise. Yes. I'm going to do it come hell or high water, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And I think for me, working out and doing my PT, surrounded by people that were doing the RX and not feeling bad about myself, yes. or not feeling like I was doing anything less. Yeah, so there's some ego stuff to kind of oh, work through yes. there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the whole athlete, like, yes. you just, you can't just turn it off, right? I'm and a I mean, competitor, I say, yeah. I still, I mean, I, I fell into the trap a couple of weeks ago. Right? Yep. I, I, ugh. But I think, so learning that you can be in the gym and you can modify and you can be around people that are pushing, but you're still pushing in your own regard. Yes. Was huge for me. Yes. And I think that that's the big thing to know that come in at your own level. Like no one's looking at you being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's only doing this. Like oh, they're no. like, oh my gosh, you're doing that great job. Or, yes. oh, hey, you finally ran. Did you really just run? Yeah. yeah. How do you feel? Is that good? You feel great? Yeah. That's so good. That's good news, right? Yeah. So, that, man, I don't know how many times a day uh, when we're doing, we're coming to the scoreboard, right? So we'll finish a workout. Everybody's coming up. Hey, what'd you lift? What'd you do? What was your time? Whatever. Um, which is fun. Like there, there's um, the competitive side of that is fun because it, it keeps the pressure on. You're going to work a little harder than you probably would at home or if you went to a gym on your own. Um, but sometimes it, it can creep in as a little, little ego. And uh, that's a great exercise in and of itself to go, ooh, I'm noticing this feeling in myself. Let me have the self-awareness to sit with that for a second and go, what, what is it that I'm trying to prove? What is it that I'm trying to win? Why do I feel bad about myself when I just did what, you know, if 60% of the American population is obese and overweight, maybe they're not out here doing, like I did something that most people won't do. Yeah. And I feel bad about having done it, right? And so sitting with that is a really good thing to, to have the self-awareness, to recognize that that's happening, and then go, well, let's unpack it a little bit and think about it. But uh, every day, somebody comes up, it's like, well, I just lifted. I'm like, uh-uh, no, that's not allowed here. You didn't just lift something. You lifted that, and for you, that was a big deal. High five, great job. Like, that's, that's the real thing. So am I stronger than you? Sure. I'm 6'5 and 230 pounds. I should be stronger than you. It's not a big deal. Um, but did you come in and do something you couldn't do before? Or did you come in and do something that you've worked really hard for a long time to be able to do? Don't let anybody take that away from you. And no one's going to but you, right? Like that's really the, that's really the challenge is like sitting with yourself and going, man, why am I criticizing myself for putting in a great effort today? Uh, so that's good. That's good to have the awareness to know that's happening. 
Yeah, so Deanna got a funny text after that because I've been training with Deanna for the last yes. year because, you know, I've come back. I'm technically not in PT. I'm technically sure. no longer being seen by my surgeon. So mm -hmm. I should be doing everything, right? Mm -mm. As we all know, I'm not. Yeah, no. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> I, I'm still pretty. He still has a pretty restrictive plan probably for the rest of my life as far yeah. as things he wants me to do. I, I've got to keep, you know, I'm high or high um, knee replacement risk. Like right. I've got to keep my body healthy. Right. Sure. Um, so it's been a big thing. So I've been working on uh, working once a week with Deanna and kind of doing the whole like mobility or like working through my hips or working through my limitations. Yes. Or you know, I ended up not being able to do a back squat. I just mentally shut down on trying to back squat. So yep. we worked on taking that out for six weeks and doing some other exercises Absolutely. that kind of got the confidence. So you know, last week when I'm having my my breakdown about you know not doing something as someone else and you know mm -hmm. checking the whiteboard and looking at where I fall. Where's the comparison? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, I hadn't trained with Deanna for two weeks. We just had it synced up and I'm like, okay, I'm not ready to adult yet. Like, <laughs> can yeah, you please, please go back to please my Please chaperone life? me. <laughs> <laughs> but is that, you know, is that awareness and seeing how, you know, some of the other parts of my life impact the workouts, like the yeah. mobility and just kind of that, that day focus where I'm not lifting with Deanna typically. Right. I'm not... Um, you know, I'm not doing anything that would impress anyone, but it's been such a big change in my body. Yes. Like, you know, single leg deadlifts or what were we doing? Oh, squats, holding squats with a kettlebell, yep. you know, because I've struggled with my squats. Sure. So, you know, that's been really good for me. And I don't think I realized how much it had been until I didn't have it for a couple of Ooh, weeks. Yeah, that's and good. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this yeah. has been really smart. <laughs> so that, that brings, I think, two things to mind as you're describing that process. One, backing up to, I'm not seeing my surgeon. Yeah. I'm not in physical therapy. So I should be clear to do whatever. Yeah. Right? Where I think there's a tremendous gap in care between... Uh, you are now able to do your daily life. You can drive. You know, you had a knee surgery. You're back in the car. You can you can get in the you can get around an airport. You can travel to see clients. You can sit in the office. You can feed yourself. You can do all the basics of life. Yep. But that's not why you went to physical therapy. Some people that's why they go to physical therapy is just to get back to being able to take care of themselves. You went to physical therapy to get back to being able to do what you care about. Yes. Right? And so that that gap is a huge hole for a lot of people. And it's really uh, something I'm pretty passionate about that we're in a position to be able to fill that gap yeah. between, um, all right, you're, you're free to do what you want to do, air quotes. Doctor said anything you can tolerate is yours. And why don't we get off the roller coaster of... Ever, an injury every eight months that requires serious medical attention and then six, eight, 12 weeks off and then therapy and then back on the roller coaster. So now that you mentioned it, that's an interesting perspective. That gap is where I've always hurt myself. Always. Because it's that whole like, oh, you're free to go. You're good. But you're not. Like, Doc said. I was still struggling to walk up steps. Like yes. I could do it, but there was a little bit of pain. Like yep. it, it's been a really, it's been a hard rehab. There's been a lot of stuff that's changed in my knee. And if I didn't have people watching over me, either coaches at the gym yes. or Deanna, yes. I mean, I will say my surgeon still checks in with me every three months if that tells great. you Which is everything good. he yeah. needs. No, that's great. Yeah. Oh, uh, but I mean, you know, if I didn't have people watching over me and making sure I was making good decisions, I probably wouldn't be healthy. I mean, this is the longest I have gone without an injury in probably. 
seven, eight, ten years. That makes me really happy. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that really does. That's that's awesome. I've got little tweaks, and it's like, okay, little tweaks will adjust, will work through. Yes. Nothing major. Like, I feel the best I have felt in years. That's tremendous. Yeah. Right? So so the, the second point is one that you just reiterated. So the first point, there's that gap. Mm-hmm. We want to fill that gap at Swan Private CrossFit to say you're free to do some stuff, but man, every time you get free, maybe maybe you shouldn't go so hard. Maybe there's a period here where we need to rebuild capacity yep. so that you can safely do that. And the second point is the value of a coach. Oh my gosh. Where you know your doctor's still checking in and doctors are awesome. There's never been a better time to blow up your knee, right? Like there's never a good time, but there's never been a better time for medical technology and surgeons and uh, the, just the healthcare system to provide for things like that. I mean, there's times in history where you blew your knee out, you're gonna die. Like there's just not anything that's gonna happen. Now, tremendous medical care. Um, there's never been a better time to go to physical therapy. Physical therapy docs know their stuff. They're really good. They do a great job at their job, but their job is to get you back to just daily life tasks, right? Uh, where that gap falls is, I think, the space where coach lives. And having a coach uh, like Deanna, who is a, uh, a PTA, licensed PTA, physical therapy assistant, having a coach coming in like Caitlin, who is aspiring to physical therapy school and has been researching and working on that kind of stuff yep. and is now in physical therapy school, yep. uh, which is really awesome. Um, that's really the, the secret ingredient, as it were, to say what you just said. I haven't felt this good in a decade. And I mean, I couldn't be more proud of you for listening and doing the right things, uh, investing in yourself and, and taking care of that. You know, Deanna for working with you through those things, Caitlin for working with you through those things, um, and uh, just the gym for being a place where we're going to recognize everybody's not the same. There are people who come in at different places with different needs, different goals, uh, but people like you, particularly satisfying, where it's like, I've got this competitive athlete, they want to stay active and, and have a great time. Um, but can't figure out how to do it without being blown out all the time. And that's not fun. That's a hard life. It is. And and forget about everything else you have to do, right? Because you you still, with a blown out knee, might need to get on an airplane and get to a client. You still have to travel. You still have to do all these things. And um, the rest of life suffers even as the part that's like, this is me, this is who I am, is also getting rocked every time that something gets blown up. I mean, you mentioned the, the, you know, the work aspect of it. I'm lucky that my bosses have always been very understanding. But, I mean, in the last seven years, I've been non-weight-bearing three different times for eight weeks each time, right? Yeah. I travel for work. Right. I'm very active. I mean, they were accommodating on not making me come in. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's half a year. Yeah, it's huge. So, I'm lucky in the regard that I had people in my work environment that understood and modified and let me do what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what would have happened if I didn't have that. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of just more than, and the, the toll it takes on the body too. Sure. I mean, how many surgeries, Every how many time. times do you want to go under? Right. It's a lot. Yeah. So then thinking through that process, um, if you could go back, let's say to that uh, Lindsay seven years ago, eight years ago, who's like, 
trying to do the right thing, but starting the process of like overdoing, blowing up, whatever, what advice would you have? I think the advice would be to put yourself in a situation where there are people that are watching over you. Yeah. Such as CrossFit, where there are coaches, there are people that are watching your form that are making sure that you're making good decisions that you see on a daily or you know every other day basis that know, hey, you, you were talking yesterday about this tweet. How's it feeling? Okay, yeah. it's not feeling great. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's huge is surrounding yourself with people that are knowledgeable and that can help you. Yeah, and so thinking about, you mentioned a few times uh, the idea of a tweak here, a little pain there. Um, when, when we're working with somebody who's coming through uh, previous injuries and all this kind of stuff, uh, that's not uncommon, mm-hmm. right? And uh, this is kind of a, a, an aside freebie as a coach that you know, our general guidelines, which this is kind of a, a PT general guideline, which we're gonna talk, we have great PTs that we uh, refer out to here because there are things that are outside our scope as coaches that we're not gonna say, Oh yeah, let me do your knee surgery, right? You're fine. Let's do that. Right? Of course, we're not going to do that, and we want to set you up with somebody who can uh, do their job, and then we'll do our job. Uh, but if we're having kind of a four out of ten or less pain, then that's a, a good clue that um, we're, we're in an okay place because we know that we've had some previously damaged tissue. We know that there's going to be a little bit of aches and pains, and just really living life things are gonna hurt at some point, right? Then uh, if we're four out of 10 or below, okay. If we work out and the pain reduces as we warm up, good sign. If we finish the workout and we return to a four out of 10 or less, good sign. If we're feeling more than a four out of 10 or some really specific pain, like this point on my knee really hurts today, then we know, all right, let's, let's go back to the drawing board. We're gonna adjust the plan, that was too much and let's back it off until that cools off and we'll work around it and do some other things. And so um, most individual athletes don't have the wherewithal, which is fine. Don't have the time because we've invested a lot of time into being good coaches and knowing things and being able to help. Um, and, And that's part of what you're paying for when you decide to sign up and hire a coach is, I don't have time to learn all this stuff. You learned it help me yep. right and that and that's a, a shortcut to what you described as the best you felt in the last eight ten years well real life example so a couple weeks ago I'm in here and we're doing squats we're doing front squats it was yep. the day that we were doing up to eight sets if you don't make it in yes. time yeah I pushed weight I knew better but I put more weight on there than I had done mm-hmm. and I, I did more reps than I'd ever done yeah second set my knee tweaks on me yeah pain I haven't felt yeah. It's a four, you know, yeah. it's enough for me to go, this is survivable. This is probably like a bad idea. Yeah. I kept pushing, right? Because again, you know. Competitive, I'm feeling it today, I'm in the moment. I'm excited because I'm doing front squats yes. with like a quasi-decent weight, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I come into the next day and I'm talking to Kara about it. And we have the big row, you know, the big row session the next day. And so by Friday, my knee is just not feeling great. So yeah. I, I'm talking to Kara about it. and. She's watching me, and we're doing a little bit of running, and I try to do something. I'm like, I, I just can't, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's more pain than I'm feeling comfortable with. Totally. Um, and so then the next day I come in, and we're doing push presses or something, and she's like, okay, you're not even going to try this today. You're going to do this instead. Yes. And I'm like, oh, 
Thank you so much. Thank you, Coach, because <laughs> I would have done it. <laughs> you just took every like, bad decision out of my life. Yes. Thank you. But no, it's, it's, you know, so it's not even the, it's just all of the coaches here know that. I mean, I've had the discussion with you multiple times yep. because we're doing something and my hips, you know, yep. doesn't like it. Burpees, great yep. example. Sure, you sure. Know? So I think all of the coaches here know, you know, take the time to know the people and know the little things that each person has going on yeah. and works with them to make sure that they're not making bad decisions awesome. or at least they're given the opportunity not to make yeah. bad decisions. Yeah, yeah, we're going to really try to discourage you from making bad decisions, right? And then give you an alternate path that we think is going to be a, a better, a better choice. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. So kind of summing up what I've heard you say, um, if you're somebody who's listening to this, you've got a history, an injury history, uh, athletic, you know, want to push, but are having a hard time doing that safely and feeling good about what you're doing. Um, there's a tremendous value in having a coach yes. who's going to be able to connect with you and, and help you with that. Um, there's a tremendous value in doing that one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. So um, investing in that personal training time to really get clear on what your things are that you need help with. Um, because group fitness is super fun. The competitive aspect is super fun. Um, but that's a lot of what it's for is let's get in shape. Let's have some accountability from the group. Let's make friends. Let's have fun. Let's have a push. But uh, even the best coaches can only spend a few minutes individually in a classroom environment where uh, if you can spend an hour at a time with somebody, they can really get to the bottom of what's going on and, and help you to solve those problems. Um, and, and the value of having those problems solved. I mean, what is that value to you, right? It's tremendous. I mean, it's, it's nearly priceless to have life back the way that you want it, right? Well, and I'm actually, you know, I'm thinking about doing a triathlon this year. Really cool. A sprint, a small distance, something yeah. I know I can do that's not going to upset right. my surgeon, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it kind of stays in my guideline. Yes. But I have the confidence to do that. Yeah. And I have the confidence to think that I can train correctly yeah. to be able to do it. And a, a and support staff, yeah, to say, if I did this, would that be smart? And I've, I've talked to multiple people, and yes. everybody kind of knows, and they're all kind of watching over me, and they're asking questions. Have you done this? Are you doing this? Don't train too I mean, all of it, don't train too much is another thing. Yeah, that's good. You know, having yeah. the people go, how many times have you been in the gym? Have mm -hmm. you done this? Are you doing too much? So. It's just, you know, it's allowed me to dream again and to put a race on a oh, schedule. I love it. To feel amazing. When to, you said to dream again, to dream again. Yeah. my heart skipped a beat. <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. So I, I think that's an awesome place to, to wrap up. We're, we're making you free to dream again. Yes. Dude, I've got a tear in my eye. Um, so if you're listening to this, it sounds attractive, something that you would like to have a part in. Uh, you can always go to the website, swampprivatecrossfit.com, book an intro. There's buttons everywhere that you can hit. One of our coaches will reach out to you and start telling you and, and working with you, finding out your goals, your history, what's going on in your life. Uh, we don't think anybody is a cookie cutter uh, person. And so we want to individually help and, and, you know, in some cases make it possible to dream again about what you can do. Uh, so Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, this is super awesome. I feel inspired now and, uh, this, this is great. So, uh, thank you all for listening. We'd love to have you back next time on the Jackrabbit Fitness Podcast and, uh, we'll talk to you then.